Welcome to the Junkyard Outreach. This is Todd, and thanks for joining me as we go through the scriptures and learn what we can to draw close to Jesus. For more episodes and information, check out junkyardoutreach.com. And now, let's dig in. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So this is Jesus' response to the disciples' request to teach them how to pray. And Jesus gives them what is commonly referred to as the Lord's Prayer, but really it's the disciples' prayer. It's the answer to their petition, Lord, teach us how to pray. The disciples were watching Jesus. They were watching him pray constantly. They were watching everything he did. They were hanging out with him for three years. I mean, they were getting a sense of how he operated, and they realized very quickly that he prayed differently He prayed fervently, and he prayed in a way that the communication was real. I remember as a unbeliever going to a church and watching the prayers of people, and actually this one was one of the prayers that we prayed. Every week we would say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And there was really no communication to God. It was more of a tradition, a formality. And then when I got saved, I began to meet people that prayed differently. They prayed fervently and believing what they were praying. It was very different than what I was used to, and I found it intriguing. But the disciples are like, Lord, would you teach us how to pray? Because we want to learn how to pray like you do. And so he did. He gave them this model, what it is. It's a structure. And when we do it right, when we model our prayers after this, it changes our prayer life. You know, this prayer is not a bunch of words that, because they're frequently repeated, they make God happy. It's a format for prayer, emphasizing things that we must realize if we want our prayer life to be effective. You know, James, in chapter 5, verse 6, he says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. So, there's power in prayer. you got to remember, for the believer, that is the child of God, you know, God's our Father. He listens to us. That doesn't mean that we're righteous or holy or anything like that on our own. It means that God is interested in what we're saying. He is connected with us through the Holy Spirit. He listens to us. He hears us. So prayer is a huge part of our lives. So we are commanded to pray. And for those serious about God, there's a promise that their prayers will be effective. But as the disciples learned, and so we also learn, that prayer must be rooted in faith. As it says in Hebrews eleven six. without faith, it's impossible to please him for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So when we look at the first verse of Matthew 6, 9, it says, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name or holy is your name. The beginning of our prayers, they need to acknowledge God and his holiness. We set our sights on God first. This is how we express faith. God, I believe you are in heaven, and I believe your name is holy. Give him the glory that he deserves. That's how we start our prayers. Next, it says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. After giving God his due praise, we pray for his eternal kingdom that will one day overtake this material universe. And we're exercising faith in God's ultimate plan for humanity, and we're surrendering to his will. This is big. He and his will should always be our focus. Give us this day our daily bread. Now I make my petition. This is what I'm asking. After giving God his glory, I now ask him for whatever I'm wanting. By keeping God in his rightful place, that is the place of honor in our prayers, our prayers now are steered towards God's will and not our own. 
And if we neglect to give God honor in our prayer, rather we just make it all about us, then we're basically telling God that it's all about me and my needs and not you and your will. But if we lay down our request before God and wait for his will, and then we accept his will, now our prayers are answered. You check out episode 18 in this podcast, Waiting on the Lord, and how we wait on him and how that's such a valuable thing in our lives. In Philippians 4, 6, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. And those two words are kind of similar prayers. Talking to God, supplication is basically making a petition, asking for something. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Okay, we hear that verse a lot. It's a common verse in church. You know, we need to underline this in our Bibles and we need to try to memorize it. Be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about things. Just talk to God and be thankful. And let him know what's on your mind. And he will give you peace. And that peace will be amazing in times of all kinds of craziness. It won't make sense, but it's there. And that'll guard our hearts and minds. Christ Jesus. Yes, I belong to Jesus. I'm a child of God. So if you always want your prayers answered, simply tell God, not my will, but your will be done. Then either way, your prayer is answered. If God says yes, great. Now I know God's in it. If God says no, great. I know it's not the best option for me at this time. Either way, it's a win because I got my answer and I can have peace because I trust him. And God has told me no on a lot of things. I'm like, okay. Some of those things down the road, I'm like, oh man, I'm glad I didn't get a yes for an answer on that one. But God has answered a lot of prayers and the yes says, okay, yeah, you can do that. I'll bless you. Just stay focused on me. Okay. And then you find out that your prayer gets answered. I came to church on Sunday one day, and a friend was telling me that she was praying for a friend in another country. Actually, it was a very serious situation. That day, God did a miracle, an absolute miracle, a supernatural act of something that should not have happened far away in another country. It was just amazing. God hears. God hears prayers, and he does things all over the world. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. We must always keep in mind our propensity to sin. It's always there. We need to be forgiven. We need to stay in that place where, God, I'm sorry, forgive me. Bring us back into those parameters that God has put up on both sides of our life so he can keep us on that narrow path. And when we venture out of those and we screw up, you need to take care of it right away. And in that, we must realize that God forgives us. And when we are forgiven, we need to walk like we're forgiven. We need to believe it. We don't hang on to issues. We do. We're not supposed to. But you've been forgiven. Let it go. And with that comes our responsibility to forgive others and not get wrapped up in bitterness and hatred towards someone. Forgiving them, even if they don't ask for it, gives God room to deal with that person and bless you all the while. And we know... Many people have been hurt in terrible ways, and forgiveness seems impossible. Remember, when we forgive, we're not saying that the thing that was done was not a big deal. We're not minimizing that at all. What we're simply saying is that the offender is no longer going to control me. I'm letting it go so God can minister to me in the way I need to be ministered to. And regarding the other person, remember Romans 12, 19. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Let God deal with that person, and he will. And then it says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And this goes hand in hand with forgiveness. We can so often be tempted to dig up old bones and intentionally hate someone because of what they've done. Yeah, I let that go. And then all of a sudden, oh, I hate that person. And you haven't let it go. There's that temptation. So God, deliver me from evil because that temptation is evil. And God doesn't want any evil in our lives. We must always be in our guard. 
for temptation and evil because they're everywhere. And the devil knows how to wait, and he knows how to strike at the perfect time, just like a snake. No wonder he's called the serpent. So the structure of our prayers, if we want to be obedient to the word, starts with giving glory to God and praise, submitting to his will, making our reasonable petitions, making right our own issues, and doing the same for others, then walking in that light. But as John says in 1 John 1, 5, this is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So walking in that light being a light, it means we're connected with God, we're obeying him, we're obeying his word. And as we begin to do this in our lives, as we begin to obey and pursue him, all of a sudden, all of this stuff begins to make sense. The Bible begins to come together and you realize this stuff is true. I can read this and I can not only understand it better now, but I can also look at the characters in the Bible and understand where they were at certain times. And that's refreshing when we realize that as screwed up as we are, there's a whole lot of people in the scriptures who were just as screwy as we are, and God delivered them and fixed them all up. It's glorious. In the next episode, we're going to see where this model was being used by the disciples and what God did, and it was amazing. So stay in prayer. Just remember, structure your prayer, giving God the glory, submitting to his will, and living your life in a way that pleases God. Have all that in check, and then watch what God does. Thank you.